Friday, December 2nd, 2011, and I'm really excited about this week's podcast, um, or rather, just excited about this week's podcast guest. It's Ellen Haig, who is absolutely among my very, very, very favorite improvisers. I would get really hyperbolic if I even started to wrap my hands around everything that I like about her as an improviser, but I'll just say it is a pleasure and a joy to be able to perform with her, watch her play, and that is because I think that she completely gets it in the way that I think it is, and so it's validating to everything I find dear um, to watch her play and to play with her. So I guess maybe that sounds like it got hyperbolic anyway, but that is not even the hyperbole of the situation, so, you know, there's absolutely no way that our scene can live up to that kind of uh, expectation setting. So just enjoy it for what it is. Um, for this week's endorsement of something outside the world, world of improv, I would say The Muppets, um, because I saw that this weekend, and man, the tears constantly streaming down my face as I was laughing at everything. But you know what? I'm so emotionally invested in it, I, I feel like I can't even begin to step back and be objective. And it, so I, I, you know, it, it's out there. Go experience it if you desire to. And uh, maybe you'll have the same sort of cathartic, life-affirming experience that I had. Instead, what I'll recommend is if you have Netflix Instant, is not watching the entire movie Spy Hard because just as I found it, when I saw it in the theaters back in 1996 or whatever, it's not a, a very good movie. It's a really disappointing movie where it feels like everything you're seeing has been done before in one of the airplanes or um, Top Secret or, you know, one of those other Zucker, Abraham Zucker movies, um, but this time not inspired. But what I will recommend is actually just watching the Weird Al Yankovic um, intro that is a lampoon of the James Bond movie intro credits because it, I think it's really good. It may be the only thing in the movie that actually hits, uh, but I really, really appreciate it. It's just the right amount of smart stuff, just the right amount of unbelievably dumb stuff, all together, a real fun, funny time. So just, you know, if you've got five minutes before you're about to run out the door and find yourself eating a burrito, as I often do, is worth the five minutes of Spy Hard where it's Weird Al singing the theme to Spy Hard. Now, let's see. Uh, if you have any suggestions or comments or anything that you'd like to send along, um, we've got an email address. If you want to uh, send a suggestion for something that you think should happen on the podcast or comment or anything like that, Put whatever you like in the subject line. If you'd actually like to send a suggestion for us to use in improvising one of the scenes, then you should put suggestion in the subject line, and then I won't read it until immediately before we begin improvising. And that email address, let's see if I can do this. I promised my friend Nat I would try and do it in a sing-song fashion this week. So the email address uh, is P-R-O-M-E-T-H 
E-A-N-Science at gmail.com. That was Promethean Science at gmail.com. You should probably just look in the show notes to see how to spell that. All right, so I think that about wraps up everything that I may need to say to you right now before we get into it. And getting into it, our suggestion this week was provided by Mike Johnson, and that suggestion was Snowball. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my face! Oh, oh. I'm sorry. That was a wet one. I didn't mean to. I'm just having a good time. Oh, it's right on my scar. Oh, I'm sorry. Liz? Jared, sometimes you you play too hard. I'm sorry I hurt your face. I just like playing so much it gets out of hand. Push me down. Okay. I'm an angel. You pushed me into the snow and I died and now I'm an angel. Look at my wings and my dress. You look prettier than me again. Again. (laughs) No, you. Stop. Hey, we're having a winter wonderland. And at the end of it, when you go back to your big house on the hill and I go back to my small house at the bottom of the hill, we're going to have to live our lives. Right now, we're having a good time in the snow. Yeah, we're having fun. We're, we're making snow angels and nobody can see us. We're invisible. Yeah, invisible in the world except us. Catch. <laughs> <laughs> good one. I got it. You caught my snow. Hey, I have an idea. Yeah? See that dog over there? What? You mean the Rutherford's dog? Yeah, that one, the one that gave me the scar. Oh, I don't know why they didn't put that thing down instead of just having it sit there and stare at us from behind the fence. Knowing what it would do to a kid if it got its hands on it. He's been watching us. He's been watching us. No way. You want me to kill him for you? Take these snowballs and stuff them down his mouth until it comes out his butt. Oh, gross! What? What's gross about that? Everybody poops! I know, I guess. I don't like to think about it. (sighs) Okay, give me. (coughs) Oh, this many snowballs in my hands are so cold. Oh, you don't have any gloves. Here, you can have mine. (laughs) Oh, wait. Okay, let me give you back the snowballs. Oh, wow, these are warm and soft. Softer and warmer than anything I've felt before. Give me the snowballs back. Oh, my manicure. Oh, we ruined it. My mommy got me a manicure yesterday. Oh, my daddy got me a beating. Oh, maybe if you... Maybe if you came with me to get a manicure, your daddy would think you were less deserving of a beating. I don't know. He doesn't appreciate things that are beautiful. If he saw my angel, he'd stomp all over it with his big boots. Oh, I'm so mad thinking about my dad. I'm going to get that dog. Go get him. Ah, too scary. <laughs> no, oh, too scary, too scary. I can't get, I can't put these beautiful gloves near his mouth. Take them back. Oh, oh, God. I hope one day I get to go to college. We could start a fund. Could we? Could Could you? I could start a fund for you. I'd love it if you did. You'd have to do something for me. 
Like what? I don't know. I can't help feel like you're manipulating me into some pretty dangerous situations. I <laughs> You almost had the Rutherford's dogs bite my hands off, and now you're... I'll earn college on a scholarship. Oh, will you? Yeah. Not if I steal your backpack every day. <laughs> Give me your backpack. No, it's strapped on. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, you made me fall down. I'm an angel. <laughs> and that's our time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I immediately knew where that dynamic was coming from. I'm reading um, Never Let Me Go. What is that? It's a it's a it's a novel about um, these kids in a boarding school in England and like uh, overtly it's about um, how they're they're like born and raised to be donors. Uh-huh. And, oh and my god! Um, Seriously? Yeah, yeah. So, and so like later in their life, they're they're gonna just donate their major organs until they die. They're is like, this like a dystopian future? Yeah, I'm like, this can't be like a period. <laughs> 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 so but like the kids, the relationship with the kids is so. There, there's this one girl that's so manipulative, and I don't know why I played that character. I kind of hated it. <laughs> no, it's great. Like immediately. I, well, I think that's a really I, that's a really interesting. I think that's actually. Oh shit. Um, I forgot to set the dog. We we started talking right away. Um, maybe I'll down me some down us some minutes for that. Um, but uh, so yeah, no, I think that's actually a really interesting angle to take um, in talking about that because I do think that there's value in kind of uh, operating from an inspiration. Um, you know where, like I, I think that's totally great. I mean, if you because. When we play characters, you know we're 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 playing, you know we're playing people that are different from us, but we have some kind of they they should not be separate from us. You know, mm-hmm. it should be like a modification of how, who we really are. Like, mm-hmm. if we were this person, um, then what what would we be like? Because we don't want to hold them at arm's length because then we're in danger of treating them with scorn and. Even if it winds up being an awful person, if we treat it with scorn, it winds up being not um, ha- not having verisimilitude, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a, a really – I think that's a really interesting thing and a really valuable thing to sort of be like, okay, this is, this is where my head was at. And the way that this worked out, it allowed me to kind of, of operate on – these things that I've already been thinking about, you yeah. know, like I think that even for like silly fun scenes, we should be operating on the best of our thoughts and feelings. You mm-hmm. know? It should be an opportunity, like a lens to view what we're to, to experience something, you yeah. know, to experience some alternatives. <laughs> so I, th- I think that's really great. I mean, yeah. and of course <laughs> yeah. none of that conveyed this. I mean, I didn't know the source of that. Knowing yeah. the source of that now makes me be like, Oh, how cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and there's most of the time I can never, like, I, I can't put a finger on, like, where something came from, but it was just so apparent to me halfway through that where I'm like, oh, I am Ruth. I'm this, this <laughs> Ruth girl in the book. She's, she's terrible and manipulative. Ah. <laughs> See, I think that's great, but though. Yeah. In a way that kids are, that's, like, forgivable because you understand, like, there's some, there's some, like, story behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, Oh man, I was, 
retelling a story of some terrible manipulative thing I did as a kid. Where it was like, I was, I'm like, See, right. so you have it in yeah. you, you know? Or it's like, we all have it in us, or it's just like a, like... And you can hate kids. it, but have it in you, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, as a kid, you want to you emulate what, what you think power means. Uh-huh. So... Like I just remember, I had a classmate pull down her pull down her pants and walk around the room showing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't possibly be in a situation with more power compared. Like, I can't believe I did that. As like, <laughs> see, and that is a, that is a much more ridiculous, ludicrous, hard to believe scene than a couple of kids, you know, like <laughs> playing in, in, yeah. in snow, you know. Uh, but I, I, yeah, I think that's really interesting because it's partially, you know, it's partially to. I think partially we perform that to entertain and sort of cast light on those things so that like, you know, now somebody might have an example of that when they experience a manipulative child, you know, mm-hmm. but it's given you an opportunity to think about it more and recognize those things in yourself. So yeah. like, you know, I mean, it feels like an opportunity to kind of triangulate how you really feel about something. If you can recognize in yourself that you were, yeah. you had monstrous <laughs> impulses as a kid and you're reading this book with a kid that has this mo- these monstrous manipulative impulses, and then you've had the opportunity to actually live as this, you know, albeit in kind of a hyperbolic arena, but you've been, yeah. had the chance to be this monstrous manipulative kid. Right. I mean... So, so as, as much as, like, after that scene, I was like, ooh, she's a nasty character, and I was like, well, am I a nasty person? Because I did nasty. <laughs> I think I'm an okay person now. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think that, you know, a recognition of like what is a recognition of our personal failings allows us to be good, good people. You right. know, I think to, to you know, there's the sort of in order to operate with some in trying to do good, you have, a, have to have a familiarity with. I mean, you have to know that doing bad makes you feel bad right. <laughs> rather yeah. than being like, well, that was expedient <laughs> and that worked out A-OK. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like, well, I, I think probably when you feel bad about being bad, you're feeling your soul. Yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <know>? <laughs> and it's good to know it's there because sometimes, you know, yeah, sometimes if I have been particularly cold, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, and then I start to be like, oh, God. Maybe I'm a sociopath. <laughs> but I think probably if you worry about being a sociopath, it's unlikely that you actually are a sociopath. Oh, yes. I have learned that through all my worries through my life. If you worry that you are having a heart attack, you're probably not having a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> and that is you're... terrible medical advice. So <laughs> well, I, I think the key word there is worry. If you, <laughs> yeah. quote, unquote, worry that you're having a heart I have no attack. Symptoms, like, but yeah. I think I am having a heart attack. Have the inkling that perhaps I'm having a heart attack rather yeah. than, than oh shit, something's wrong. Something's really wrong. I'm having a heart attack. But please let me have, be having a heart attack because I know what a heart attack is. Yeah. <laughs> this could just be worse. My body collapsing. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I don't know. It's, it's, it's an interesting angle to me. I mean, I love it. I think that that kind of that sort of resonance of sort of like having something to examine and knowing exactly what perspective you're playing from gives you such an opportunity to like settle down and and play with space in scenes because Mm -hmm. you're sort of not, there is no requirement for you to manufacture anything. You know, you can just live in the space. You don't have to be pushing for, um, finding what the thing of the scene is. You already have it. So you don't have to, you're not having to make, 
analytical choices to make a scene happen, right. which is my favorite place to be in, not having to make any analytical choices. Because analytical choices suck. They take you out of, away from believing, you know? <clears throat> and right. some amount of that is necessary to sort of, like, set your context and, like, get you to a point where you realize what you're playing. But, like, if you're thinking about what you should or should not be doing throughout the course of a scene, that's yeah. such a paralyzing place to play in. Yeah, and, and it's really, not at all, like, it's not at all joyful. So. Yeah, yeah, it eliminates the fun. You're doing math instead of playing, right. you know? And it's like, I, I feel like do a little bit of math so that you can play. Right, a little but, bit of math at the top, the first, yeah. like, maybe five seconds, and then yeah. it's all there. Yeah, and then you feel it. So, but, I mean, which is, and it's funny, too, because I think coming into that scene, just knowing having what I had about it, it was just like, all right, it seems like we're going to be kids like playing in the snow. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I really had, you know, nothing aside from that. And I think probably, I don't know. I think maybe it was, uh, unnecessary or too much for me to inject some of the class. No, I love that. That, that made it even more clear for me. Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, I think that it it may be like in a textbook way kind of helped in heightening. Right. But like, I'm not sure why, like how I was able to wield my power. Okay. That, well, that's good. Cause I, for me, like reflecting on it, I'm like, I'm not sure if that was helpful details or just like me being like exercising too much control. You know, like I'm a, I can be, and you know, it's one of the things I hate about myself as an improviser is that I feel like I am a very, very controlling entity and control limits play and sets up boundaries. And, you know, like, I I don't know, it's just an artificial place to be in that I don't care for. And I think is one of my hurdles to overcome. Hmm. So, you know, yeah, that surprises me. That surprises me that you feel that way because I think all you ever do is and in a scene. So, I mean, yes and. But I try not to use yes and because I think it's cliche. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, well, yeah, uh, well, it's, it, uh, I mean, it's just, to, to parenthetical away from that and, and prevent you from having to say anything nice about you, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, you know, yeah, well, cause a lot of, a lot of like the, a lot of terminology like yes and and, games and all that stuff is like a lot of horseshit you know like it can be used to signify and to minimize and reduce what is actually going on and rob it of nuance you know Mm -hmm. so like you can come at something with like a list of vocabulary words and try and say this is what you need to do Mm -hmm. but if that's what you really pay attention to you wind up producing this um like punch card template for improvising stilted weird. yeah mm-hmm. it doesn't produce anything that is actually worthwhile you know like all that stuff has value but it has value to produce spontaneous moments rather than you know to 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 provide framework and support for producing spontaneous moments rather that are enjoyable rather than like actually existing as a thing that will guarantee spontaneous moments mm-hmm. if all you ever do is jargon what you get is is bureaucracy out of it mm-hmm. you know <laughs> so yeah. it's like if but if you understand that jargon as what it means like what is not what is the it's i think it's syntax and semantics mm-hmm. not just what is the syntax of it but what is the semantics of it mm-hmm. as well the semantics are the thing that are, that is important and the syntax is what is there so that you can organize things to understand what is important mm-hmm. Yeah, 
unless I've totally misused those words. But I think syntax is arrangement and semantics is meaning. Um, so since that's what I think, if I've used it wrong, go back and swap all I'll the I'll look it up when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> In the meantime, I will nod my head. Yeah, right. Well, it's because like, it's like uh, semiotics, right? Semiotics is like the study of what things mean, I think. Like what they, what they, uh, what, uh, I, we should get off this subject because we're just <laughs> randomly, I'm sorry, this is a wild, a wild hair that uh, had me lead us away from some things of value. Maybe you should go back to complimenting me. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think uh, that, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like, um, you know, I, for, for me, I had that internal structure and it, it happened in the scene where like, I do, the, I do have like these unnatural injections into things and I don't know why I do that because it's not entirely necessary, but there's this like calculating monster inside me <clears throat> that's, that operates in parallel with the person that just has a good time, you know? Right. Like, and well, I th- yeah, I think it is fun it always it always throws a, a new element into it and i think i mean i mean I'm you just, and connor yeah yeah the same way it's really a fun thing it's yeah a fun thing to play with because then it's then it's like this well fun for some thank god fun for you but not necessarily <laughs> fun for all people fun for you know fun for fun people <laughs> that's, that's, but uh, you know i think it's uh it, it's uh yeah i i i I don't know. It's a, it's a difficult thing to wrap my head around because I don't like, I don't like to institute control. I think there's, when I look at it in every way, it seems self-serving to me because either. But that's always your inclination when you look at it. I feel like that is like your, your neuroses. Yeah. Well, that could be a fair assessment of what my neuroses is, but you know, I kind of like, if I don't get better I don't know. I have to be very critical about myself because I want to be better than I am. So, okay. like, I want to recognize those things that I have issues with, and I think probably I wind up blowing them out of proportion, maybe, but it, in a weird inverse expectation, I do think that's healthy because it really makes me focus up and work on stuff. Because yeah. the, you know, because in part, like, you know, when I, when I spring things on scenes, like... It, it, it it's almost in almost sometimes it works out and it feels good, but in a lot of cases I have some amount of guilt generated from it because I'm either thinking okay this is controlling or I'm doing this strictly because I want to surprise the person that I'm playing with right. and almost like break break them a little bit. Why like, is that? Like I can't I, possibly see how there's a bad side to that because. Having well, been I, on the receiving end of all of those, <laughs> everyone you've ever done. Well, just kidding. But per- I do. I love them. I love them. The per- I mean, fun. the pursuit is fun, yeah, but I don't want to be disingenuous. I guess it's, you know, it's, I don't know if I'm being um, not artful by being so, like, I'm going to have a good time. Well, that's Get all. Get ready for this. That's <laughs> all I hear about doing with improv anymore is, like, playing um, and trying to elicit joyful reaction from the person that I'm playing with like trying to like see if I can see something in their eyes that I've like hooked oh that'll be fun you know like let's follow that yeah Um, I think that yeah that's uh well and I I think that's why I love playing with you 
because that's my impulse too. And so we're we're kindred spirits <laughs> of like because because I think that uh, there's there's an there's a an element of like when we do that. It really is, I mean, and you know, to swing it back around to jargon that means nothing if you don't understand it, that really is where group group mind exists, mm-hmm. you know, where there, there's this free flow of ideas where we're really just giving each other things, not because we're trying to dictate what what each of us are doing or what we're trying to get each other to do. We're just trying to give each other stuff that will be exciting and engaging for each other. Right. And if we manage to lock into a, like a loop of constantly engaging and exciting each other, yeah. then what generates out of that is a really interesting idea, you know, and maybe we laugh at it because it's <laughs> funny, but it's like the ultimate collaboration to, yeah. Have, yeah. I think to have that, each person being exponentially more excited about an idea. That's yeah. And, and in that spontaneous moment where, it represents the generation of a thought, you know, and the generation of a thought between two people where we're not really, we're, we're manufacturing a brilliant, a, a, a brilliant light bulb moment by just playing with each other rather than having an individual brilliant light bulb moment that then we, we then have to workshop, you mm-hmm. know, and I think that's the addiction And follow of this it. thing that you came up with rather than like... Yeah, you know. I think the addiction of it is like, I make light bulbs with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so, like, I know that you and I can make light bulbs, and now all I want to do is be in as many situations as possible where we make light bulbs together because it feels good, and the 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 collective person that we are together I like better than the single person that I am by myself (laughs) you know and that is yeah that's totally what what every every scene should feel like where it's like this is way more fun together than it is than it is with me on the other side here coming up with ideas yeah 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 absolutely that's why yeah that's why that's why well that's what it is for my final thought that's what I love about you is that you're the greatest (laughs) You are the greatest reactor who will just take anything, take anything, and don't take it as uh, anything personal or like anything uh, like you, you're never trying to figure out what somebody is trying to say about you or trying to do to you. You are always taking it as the, in the best possible spirit for making something good happen. And so good things are so much more likely to happen playing with you than almost anybody else. Because you got the right attitude for like, and, and you give back. That's great. I love playing with you. All right. Do you have any, do you have any final, final little thoughts? Or, or, or I should say little thoughts. The dog barked. So whatever you want. What? What was this experience like? What was the, what's the last thing on your on your mind? Is oh. there anything you want to say about the scene or? Um, it was fun. Everyone should have babies. <laughs> well, that sounds like something personal. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alan. <laughs>